of this we can actually play before we get done for copyright but now to answer young Marshall's question straight facts is back for one <laughs> One more episode, because we didn't actually get to finish last season, which isn't the first time that I've not been able to finish. Oh. But, <laughs> what? The tone. The tone. <laughs> <laughs> I have job interviews asking me about this thing, and you're like, I'm going to drop I the have tone. work colleagues asking me about this thing as well. <laughs> We're fine. So, for everyone that maybe missed us, I feel like we owe an explanation of uh, why we uh, formed this incredible series and then uh, didn't actually finish it. <laughs> um, um, so there was this tiny little, basically the flu went around for about three years. It was called, um, <laughs> I can't call it that. It was called Cock Big 90. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'm not a sufferer. Um, no. <laughs> now, COVID was a thing, as you know. If you don't know, well done. I'm impressed, firstly. How? Um, secondly, it affected the entire league, specifically the Vikings. Um, they had a bad time with it. And so because of COVID, basically we went in England, went into probably like 70th lockdown as we just after Christmas of this when we were doing the series. Yeah, so 2021 it was. What happened was we went home for what would be our Christmas break. Yeah. And then while we were at home in different parts of the country on our Christmas break, we got put into a national lockdown. Hey, no, I was back in Lincoln when uh, we got locked. So but I was still you at were home. still in down, down south, yep. weren't you? So, so yeah, we couldn't do anything. And then when it got to the Super Bowl and stuff like that, because we were so far away, we couldn't actually feasibly record anything. Nope. It was literally, it was basically impossible for us. So obviously now... <laughs> Matt still lives in Lincoln, but I've gone back to London, which means that we didn't really have a chance to record anything this season either. Yeah, exactly. But I'm up here for the Super Bowl, so we thought, why not get the, the, the two-man band back together? One one last episode. And uh, just have a nice little... We're going to recap what happened last season. Recap our season, and, as it's uh, referred to. Yep. And then... This season. And then, you know, what we think about the Super Bowl and... What we think about the state of the NFL? Our season obviously ended with Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl, which we did. We call that. We called it on our on Instagram. I think. Mm. I think we both may have said Bucks. You back Tom Brady? Too no, much. I think I want. I think I wanted the Bucks to win, but I said uh, the Chiefs were probably going to yeah. win. But we didn't have to deal with that. Exactly. And see, my thing with the Chiefs is. They're good, but they're just... They're not fun. They're just professional. I don't have fun watching the Chiefs play. The Bucks, I do. Not because of Tom Brady, because of other players, but... I think the weakness that the Chiefs have that they've started to get exposed for in the big, big games where it counts is they 
don't quite have the strength they need in the trenches. No, they don't. They've got great talent in the skill positions. Yeah. But when they come up, you know, they get exposed in the Super Bowl because they just don't have the... I know know they had a lot of injuries. Yeah. But the O-line, the D-line... When when they can't put pressure on the other team's QB Mm. and when their QB has to run around and play like he's running for his life. Yeah. They just can't play their game and until they strengthen this is the problem in the end you need to be such a well-rounded team to actually win the Super Bowl it's unreal the other thing with the Chiefs is a perfect example of like the trenches and their line not being good they literally have a play for when Pat Mahomes has to do a blind throw it's called Keller which I think is hilarious because of Helen Keller and it just means he's doing a blind throw but the fact shout that out they, to Helen Keller she won't be able to hear it bro uh, oh, poor jokes was she deaf? oh she was blind and mute was she deaf? She was probably deaf. Let's hope not. <laughs> not that we have anything against. I mean, death. she's dead now, so she's definitely deaf. Depends what type of deaf we're talking about. If she's, we she's both about... can't hear, and also she experienced deaf. Are we talking, yeah, deaf with a London, <laughs> with a London accent. Deaf, bro. Deaf. <laughs> or is it most deaf? The uh, rapper and producer from the the late eighties. <laughs> deaf leopard, Hell- bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I've seen them live. You know, we wouldn't have been able to see them live. Helen Keller, she can't see. <laughs> tragedy <laughs> yeah that's a song by the Bee Gees what do you remember your original take my original hot take from the very beginning of our first season it was the, a Super Bowl season. champion an MVP prediction oh. and then a hot take Super Bowl champion I remember I went with the Ravens did you actually yeah in the very first season I went with the Jeez. Ravens I think if that I remember correctly incredible. I did think that they could do it though like genuinely at the beginning of that season I thought Lamar Jackson could do it they um, a stacked team they did and they're just ugh, they're a bit boring to watch now they're not as fun they are just boring you put on a Ravens game and you're like they're not better, quite probably. the Dolphins Dolphins <laughs> games are stupidly fun to watch something better probably <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore Ravens <laughs> Or you reckon they put that on their flyers? Their, their pre-game. Probably. Oh yeah, get your, your pre-game tickets. Baltimore, probably a better game somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be the Thursday night game. They'll be the only one on, and I'll watch like a game from two years ago because I'll be like, yeah, this would be better. I'll put on like the Thanksgiving game. Well, you see the Ravens run on Thursday night. You just start at Madden 13. <laughs> really on PS3. Get Joe Flacco out. Yeah. Jose Flacco. Um. Anyway, yeah, my MVP pick was the stupidest thing ever. Who I was said your Mike MVP? Thomas? I remember you saying that. Yep. And, and you called me out instantly. Four weeks in, yeah. didn't he? Yep, yep, because <laughs> we called me out for it. We were like, do you remember, do you remember your MVP? Yeah, it went. Just don't, don't. If you're ever having to pick an MVP, I told don't this man, don't for pick a, a wide receiver. Cooper Cup this year is proof of that. He has played absolutely incredibly, but he was never going to win MVP. No. Because it's just not how the NFL works. Yeah. And then my hot take, I remember my hot take. It was that Cam Newton was going to be a bust. And two years later, I was right. You were right. The Panthers come out with three QBs, unsure who they're going to play. They bench Cam Newton and have Sam Darnold play. You know it's gone bad when Sam Darnold is starting over a Super Bowl contender. You know it's bad when Cam Newton has negative one rushing yard. The man who's famous for rushing... The man who's famous for scrambling and doing it himself had negative one yard. If that's not a bust, then I don't know what is. You know it's bad when Bill Belichick drafts in 
the rookie first rounder, keeps Cam on the team to help <laughs> nurture the young talent, and then goes, now you know what? The young talent's already better than you, buddy. Like you're just gone. Goodbye. Look at where he is now. He was like, let's bring in here so you can show him the ropes. Oh, never mind. He doesn't need to be shown the ropes. Goodbye. Bro, Mac Jones has taken the ropes himself and taken them to the playoffs. Meanwhile, Cam Newton's probably somewhere driving a golf cart around, crying that he's not good enough. Like, it's not 2015. He might be crying, but his bank account isn't. That's true, yeah. His bank account will be stacked. He'll he'll be crying from his Malibu beach view. (laughs) Or maybe his his, uh, detached house in Charlotte somewhere. (laughs) But either way. He's just bopping around in North Carolina. He's going down to Walmart. I'm sure he has a house, so he has made it. I'm sure he has a house is such a good phrase because for all we know, Cam Newton could live in a terrace. Cam Newton is like the end terrace in the middle of like... Cam Newton is Arcteryx. That's the question. <laughs> is, have you ever seen Cam Newton and Arcteryx in the same room? Cam it's Newton like is Arcteryx? Kent. It's like Clark Kent and Superman. Like they the do look man. awfully similar. <laughs> in fairness to them. I can see the com- I can see why people make those comparisons. Oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> But yeah, like, I'm at least happy one of my takes went well. And I'm glad it's the Cam Newton one, because I don't like him. I have nothing against Cam Newton. I just don't like him, right? I understand some players come back into the NFL and they're like, oh, I can do something pretty good here. Like, fair play. Rob Gronkowski, he retired, went to the WWE, won a 24-hour championship belt there, (laughs) came back to the Buccaneers, and in the same year won a Super Bowl ring. Cam Newton comes back after an, after two years after an injured season where he had a negative record, comes back and does nothing. He gets picked up by the Pats, gets replaced with a brand new rookie, and then go, <laughs> goes to the Panthers, his ho- his original team. That replaced him. That replaced and him. And got replaced again. With Sam Darnold, who then got replaced also. Essentially, Cam Newton is a glorified third string. Coming back to Gronkowski, though, yeah. did, did you hear why he said he retired in the first place? Why? Have you not heard this? No. Right, so he's giving an interview, and essentially he got told he was going to get traded to the Lions. And he said, <laughs> oh, well, if I re- you can't trade me, I'm retired. Which, that's Mate. why he got traded to the Bucks. Oh. Because he was still on the Patriots. Because uh. he retired... Yeah, they couldn't trade him away, so he was still on the Patriots. Mate. So then when Brady moved to the Bucks, he just went to Brady. Rob Gronkowski was thrown. IQ Rob, Rob Gronkowski was thrown into like a tidal pool filled with piranhas and somehow came out covered in glitter. Like, this man won. I know he won a Super Bowl ring. Fair play, he's got too many of them anyway. But <laughs> nah, that's a lie. He's a good tight end. I like him. But he did. That, that's a dub and a half. It's so funny. That's brilliant. It's so funny. Imagine that. That's insane. <clears throat> My takes. Yeah, your takes. So I had the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. And in fairness, you... they got to the Super yeah. Bowl. They were one game away. Um, we were nearly there, but yeah. not quite there. And then as for my MVP and hot take, they sounded crazy. Reasonable-ish at yeah. the time. Then by the end of the season, looked quite horrible. But this season, I know it doesn't count because we're a year apart, but this season, we're pretty good. I said my MVP pick for last season was Tom Brady. 
And he won Super Bowl MVP. He did. He, he did. was also the MVP frontrunner for most of this yeah, season. Yeah, he was. Who won MVP last season? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because he's now had back-to-back. We'll get on to that in a minute. But yeah, so Brady, I think we, we said, this is the thing, we said that there was going to be some teething problems with the Bucks. Yeah. And second year was probably going to be the year. Yeah. But they did it all first. They got running first year and just rode that momentum. So fair play to them. But um, yeah, the Brady MVP take was not... It wasn't that far off. It wasn't Mike take. Thomas. It definitely wasn't Mike Thomas. The the hot take was incredibly cold last season. Yes. And that was the yeah. Dallas Cowboys winning 10 games. That last year, especially looking back on it, was Arctic. Because they was won, awful. what, like four games? But... They also lost Dak Prescott. They did. About four weeks in. one of in. the most upsetting Maybe injuries I've ever witnessed. Um, and it was downhill from there. But I also said the offense was good. It was going to come down to the defense. Yeah. And, and then I also said, uh, I, well, I went on several rants about how bad their defense was. Mainly their secondary. Yes. Now they've got, got a brand new linebacker who's incredibly good. Their corners have got better on the whole, and they've won over 10 games. In fact, they've won 12. Yeah, they made it to the playoffs this year. With a a, a few, the signs were there. It didn't work for them last year, but it's clicked with them this year. They're actually a very solid team. They are. They are. They're they're consistent. This is the problem with the Cowboys. They are always a very good, they're always a good team, they're They're never a great great team. team. It's a shame they lost to the Niners in the playoffs, though. I would have liked to see them get a bit further. but You could argue they are similar to the Bears in a way yeah. that they are consistently okay. never where the expectations are. Yeah. yeah, that's true, especially with the Bears. The Bears, see, this is what you have to argue. Would you, would you rather be the Cow- a Cowboys fan where every team your year is a playoff contender but never does anything? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather be the Bears, where you are just always mid? <laughs> you're never good enough to be good, but you're also never bad enough to get any half-decent draft pick. Yeah. Because on f- on the face of it, you would say that it's much worse to be a Bears fan, because at least the Cowboys win games. True. But then also is the hope of knowing that every single year you're a potential Super Bowl contender and yeah. they're never doing anything. Is that arguably worse? That's the question. That is the question. So, we obviously both have our own teams that we support. I am a diehard Dolphins fan. Uh, you are a very strong Pats fan. You're not strong, like, I was a TB12 kind of you, guy. Yeah, yeah, but you're... A, but I'm a Patriots yeah. fan. I'm a Patriots fan. And both of us have had, actually, interesting seasons. Yeah, Mac Jones, obviously, with the Pats, got to the playoffs. Uh, McCorkle. I hate that his name's actually McCorkle. I'm going to throw a flag on Mac Mc- Jones. McCorkle. For having the name that he has. I, okay? think, I don't even think that's his full name. I think he's got like three middle names. He's oh. got a really long name. Oh, Lord. Um, and so they had a good season. The Dolphins had a very interesting season. Started out 1-8, and eight, something ridiculous like that. Came back to 8-8 eight and eight or 9-8. and eight. Well, they won 10 of the last 11, didn't they? Or 9 of the last 10. 9, nine of the like last that. 10. They had... They're the first team in NFL history to lose eight straight games and then win, win eight straight games. They also only won games against players whose last names had O in them. All of their wins were against the quarterbacks who had O in their last name. All of their losses were against quarterbacks who didn't have O in their last name. 
mental stat. I love it. Um, I had, I I obviously followed them. I had the the joy of being able to go down to London to watch the uh, Wembley game against the Jags. Very good game. Made me very sad because naturally we lost with a one second field goal. Um, that was an, that was an incredible game. That was a very very Great fun game, game for the fans, especially for my first game I've ever watched in person. A million percent. Phenomenal. Mm. Um, but watching that, I didn't have hope for the season. <laughs> Watching that game, I could see where the cracks were and I could see the problems. And this brings me down to what I want to say. Oh boy. Brian Flores, I love you, but you deserve to go. Oh my god! I love him. I love Brian Flores, but if you look at everything he's ever done with the Dolphins, he has a worse, running rec- uh, worse winning record than Adam Gase, a man who I despise. Adam Gase... I hate you. Um, he, in his opening season, fair enough, they were trying to tank, and a lot of problems might have been to do with Stephen Ross and things like that. But he got rid of players that were sort of that would have been really good for us to keep. Minka Fitzpatrick was like the first player to go as soon as he got to the team. Yeah, but Think, Minka was trying to go anyway. That's true, but the thing with Brian Flores is he also wasn't very good on the sort of player management pl- yeah player yeah. management and player relations front he actively said to Tua multiple times to his face i wish we drafted justin herbert instead imagine your head coach who's trying to you respect him see him as a leader and he actively tells you he doesn't want you on the team and they wish they had someone else that's not how you get a good team relationship keep that to yourself honestly like fair play tell someone else don't tell I your starting quarterback. It depends how they get motivated. If yeah. you're someone that gets motivated off someone telling you you're not good enough and that pushes you to be better. Yeah. But if you're someone that wants to be supported and someone that actually wants some backing yeah. and be helped along, especially when you're in a completely new environment, mm. it's just never going to end well. You have to be careful with these things. That's true. But my thing with Brian Flores is he's an incredible. He's a very smart coach. Like, look at what he did with the Pats for, what, like, eight years as a defensive coordinator. He's really good coach. I just don't think he's head coach material. And I agree fully with him suing the NFL. Like, I understand why he did that. The whole, the racism thing, I'm, it's not something I can have that big an opinion on. Um, but it's something that I think, I, I understand why he's doing it. And I agree with the fact that he was given £100,000 per loss from Stephen Ross. And I want Stephen Ross to go. Because he doesn't care for the team, he cares for money. Um, but I think bringing in a fresh coach to the team, especially with the culture that unfortunately Brian Flores might have developed, might be a good thing. And we've got Mike McDaniel, the old 49ers uh, receiver coach. I think he was a Falcons receiver. Oh no, 49ers offensive coach for a while. Um, he was the receivers coach for the Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl. And got smashed in by the Pats. But I think I think that'll be good. I think having a fresh coach will sort of bring in a fresh culture, hopefully. Especially with a draft coming up where we have like the 32nd pick. Oh, it's 29th pick. Something ridiculous because we've traded oh, so traded many away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am, I am looking forward to it. I also don't like the fact that Brian Flores really wanted Deshaun Watson. Brian Flores was one of the play- people who wanted Deshaun Watson and Stephen Ross didn't. And... I don't like Stephen Ross, but I'm glad he did that because I don't think Deshaun Watson... I, I don't know how much I would have supported the Dolphins if Deshaun Watson was there, especially with everything that's going on with him. Like, that's just... 
dangerous mm. even thinking of putting him on a team. Um, but yeah, that's my little rant over. I just don't. <laughs> I I just feel obviously I feel very strongly about it. And I just, uh, I've gotten a bit tired with Brian Flores because he just also made stupid calls. Like there's some things that if he hadn't like you'd think don't do that. Like he'd make a call with like four seconds to go, and it would allow them to get in field goal range and win. You'd think maybe don't do that. Like maybe pull it in a bit more. But yeah. Anyway, thank you. I do think it'd be very very interesting to see where the uh, the lawsuit goes. Yes. But absolutely. I do. I do think if the argument was about relationship between your head coach and your QB and your GM, it doesn't matter how many games you win yeah if that relationship is problematic Wonky. and it's not working it's 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 kind of inevitable yeah i mean even with the a bit of a throwback but the the 90s cowboy super bowl teams yeah that won three super bowls in four years the they Troy switched Aikman. head head coaches yeah after winning two jimmy johnson went despite winning back-to-back super bowls because him and jerry jones fell out mm when you have it doesn't matter how much you win if that relationship doesn't work people would rather try something else and so so like obviously this season we managed to pull it back and stuff but that does come with a poor relation with the head coach and i think it's probably a good idea to sort of move on from him i think it'll be interesting to see where what flores does next and i think it'll be interesting to see what happens with the dolphins i was gonna say it's interesting to see where flores might end up because this mm. lawsuit with the NFL will probably get him sort of blacklisted from teams because unfortunately that's how the Which NFL is works. A shame, yeah. yeah, he's very so I think he might go to head coach at a university somewhere for a bit maybe or he'll tr- or he'll probably try and DC somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But who knows Bill Belichick might be like, "Hey yo, want to come back?" If if anyone's going to bring someone back, it'll, it'll be Bill. Bill. Yeah. Um speaking of Bill, Pats Nation baby. <laughs> It's been a it's been a pleasantly surprising year. Yeah, we uh, it's been good. Being a Pats fan, it's just kind of good, man. We had a good long period of making the playoffs every single year, and then um, the world ended <laughs> when when Tom left, and we thought here here we go, here starts the long long walk of uh, pain and suffering, but. After one year, we're uh, we're back in the playoffs. We got a brand yeah. new QB who has already. Pr- and let's not jump ahead of ourselves here. For a rookie QB, has done very well, and I think he's in a position to improve on what he's already done. Um, the signs look good. I don't think this is a a fluke playoff team. I think this is a team that has some some young talent, a team that is still rebuilding, but a team that has the key people in the key places to build on what they have and i think seeing what matt can do for the next however many years he decides to stay there i think it's gonna be very very interesting um i know a lot of people weren't sure about mac they weren't sure how much was big school how much was legit but i think he's gone to a very good situation as well i think that one of the biggest things with rookie quarterbacks is not only how well they did in college or where they played their college ball, but what system they go into and what tools are there for them to help nurture their game and help them adjust properly. Because you can see a great QB go to an awful situation 
and it can ruin their careers and all the talent they have. But you take someone like Mac, most people didn't consider the best QB by the, of the draft in any, by any capacity, but goes to a really healthy situation with a really good head coach, puts the people around him, gets an offense that he likes and he's comfortable with, and he's done well. So as a Patriots fan, it's a good place to be. Yeah, prime example of a rookie quarterback going to an awful team. Uh, thankfully managed to turn it around, Matt Stafford. Drafted to the Lions, awful team. Don't know why they still exist. Detroit should get rid of them. Um, and now he's at the Rams and going to a Super Bowl. Like that's prime example of what can happen to a rookie. Thankfully, like I said, he's managed to turn it around. But a rookie quarterback going to a bad team can ruin it for him. Oh yeah, but this is the thing. Stafford was good enough and had Calvin Johnson mainly. I'm yeah. not going to act like he had an incredible team, but he had one or two strands of hope to cling on to. But he also was still someone that proved himself to be good enough that when the Rams are looking for a quarterback, he's someone yeah. that they can consider. There's a lot of QBs that have some hype coming in that never do anything because they go to the wrong situation. And then we go, oh, well, they're just terrible QBs. And we don't necessarily know that, but... People like Sam Darnold, people like, I will even say, Josh Rosen, who have promising college careers, come out, go into a bad spot, don't get any help, don't adjust well. And then by the time they're two to three years down the line, it's kind of too late. And you're only going to be heading to the door at that point. Yeah. I want to touch on the Rams. Obviously, we'll get to the Super Bowl in a bit, but the Rams have have had a mental season. Touching the Rams, that's kind of fruity, bro. Hey, you know, they well, they've got uh, horns. Hey. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got horns, and they are one of the horniest teams in the NFL. <laughs> when you really think about it, <laughs> <laughs> is that to be there right? There is no other team. There is no hornier team in the NFL than the Rams. I mean, the Bills, their logo is a bison. I guess Buffalo. No, it's a Buffalo. I reckon the Rams have more horn per capita. Yeah. (laughs) That makes no sense, but you know. But they... I remember watching the Rams at the beginning and being like, yeah, these are an alright team. And then all of a sudden, they get Von Miller, they get OBJ, they get... Who else did they get? Um... There was a third one. A third one. And um, <laughs> it's just was it it's just mental the way that it's worked. Like this team which is now I know we made jokes about the Buccaneers being the retirement team like a couple of years ago with Gronk and Brady and Fournette and A B and all these lot. And it's like the Rams have turned into a half-retirement team, but at the same time, OBJ and Von Miller are playing like they're in the prime again. It's insane to watch. It's exciting. It's wild that even at 22 years old, I feel like an old head by backing Odell Beckham. <laughs> the thing As is, a good player. He is a good player. The problem is that like he's just not been very productive the past few years. I don't years. know what happened in Cleveland. Let's not get into that, but I don't know. I feel like it's almost a hot take at this point 
to say that Odell Beckham is actually a, a good receiver. Yeah. Because that was a period of time. I remember a period of time where he was basically in line to break every receiving record that existed. Yeah. He was the quickest player to X amount of catches, quickest player to X amount of touchdowns, quickest player to X amount of yardage. Every single time. It was him and Randy Moss, pretty much. Yeah. That were just oh, neck Randy and neck, Moss. quickest player to each feet. And then it just... We're not going to talk about the boat pick. I was about and to the say curse the, boat, of the pick. boat pick. Um, And it was just downhills. I think there's some complications. But then people tried to say that he just wasn't that good anymore. He's still got he's several decent. years. Yeah. And he's still... Say what you want. Maybe he's flashy. Maybe he goes for one-handers too often. Things like that. But he runs good routes. He's still quick. He's still intelligent in the way he gets separation and he makes good catches he is a good player and he's a good pickup this i i feel like the i think this is this is what i like about this super bowl it's the old guard versus the new guard as i keep thinking of it it's mm. basically the bengals and basically entire rookie team like their best joe burrow obviously injured last season uh jamar chase who won offensive rookie of the year you've got a ton of just like young players team that have been sort of slept on last year and this year a bit up until like halfway through the season for the bengals joe burrow getting injured last season didn't help i think ruined their yeah yeah but no yeah it's like it's um a a, a veteran team versus a, a young team and it's going to be a very exciting game. I think it's incredibly, incredibly surprising that the Bengals are here. Yeah. I think I think them making the play... Because when you think about... And this is the thing. People like to say... People have this whole thing of the first pick. Oh, don't go to this team. Oh, why would you want to play for that team? Blah, blah. That's what happens. I don't like this whole first pick holding out... And, oh, I don't want to go to that team. If you want to be the first pick, you are going to go to a bad team. That's just how it happens. The thing that I think separates Burrow is that he is so addicted to being the guy that makes the change rather than walking into somewhere that is already good and continuing. He doesn't care because he wants to be the person to do it himself regardless of the circumstances. Um, and I think that's what he needed. Um, and I think them managing to get Jamar Chase, who yeah, I know all the talk about Justin Jefferson last year and him being um, receiving rookie, having the rookie receiving yards record, and all of this stuff. But we knew if you'd watched that LSU national championship run that Jamar Chase was just as good. Yeah. And that's not taking anything away from Justin Jefferson. He's an incredible receiver. But you knew Jamar Chase was going to come in and have a similar impact. And the fact that they were made the call to take two college teammates mm. and put them in the NFL, I think made the transition for both of them a yeah. lot easier. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone expected them to go this far in two years because it just no, doesn't absolutely. normally happen. Especially if you look at the preseason, Jamar Chase looked like he was going to be a bust in the preseason for the Bengals. Like Everyone was like, oh no, he's not worth it. He's going to be rubbish. And then he comes in and he's broken like five records. <laughs> he's an incredible He's receiver. very good receiver. Incredible. Um, it's like, it's just mad. I always I have a soft spot in my heart for Jalen Waddle, obviously, but Jamar Chase is 
because because I Jalen Waddle and Mac Jones were all, were both in the running for offensive rookie of the year, but I agree, Jamar Chase deserved it, not Jalen Waddle or Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones, Mac you Jones can argue a good there, job, but... yeah, but Jamar Chase was mental. Super Bowl prediction. Super Bowl then. prediction time. I've been I've been thinking about this since we found out who went, and I'm still not sure. Um, this is going to be a winner very or points winner. You you're not sure on winner. I'm still I'm gonna go with Bengals. Hot take. Fair. Enough. I think it's gonna go Bengals way. I think we may have an overtime Super Bowl this year. Either an overtime or a close close decider at the end. Um gonna be over 24 points for each team i think it's gonna be a shootout matt stafford and joe burrow both long passes deep yards i think it could yeah this whole time aaron's just been pulling various faces you know he's gonna rip into me i'm not gonna rip in i'm not gonna rip in okay but i am gonna disagree yeah i with a lot of my heart i want the bengals to win yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want Matt Stafford to win a Super because I think he deserves it. Yeah. After all the years of service in Detroit and not getting anything out of it, um, and I think there's a lot of players like Von Miller. I think deserves yeah. another Super Bowl ring for what he's done. I think Aaron Donald deserves a Super Bowl ring for being such an incredibly dominant player mm. on defense. I think even OBJ deserves a ring for the ups and downs that he's had and the people writing him off, proving them wrong. But I just think the Bengals winning would be such an incredible story. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, such new players. Joe coming off an injury last year. And the fact that they were the worst team in the NFL two years ago. Yeah. People were saying to Joe Burrow to not even sign the contract and just refuse to play for them because they were going to be so bad that he was going to waste his entire career. And now they're in the Super Bowl two years later. And now he's rocking up, looking the swaggiest ever. That just ever. doesn't happen. If they can pull that off... It will be such an incredible achievement for them, the whole team, everyone in the organization, the city of Cincinnati, who has seen almost no winning for a very long time. <laughs> um, but, but, and I do this a lot. It's the same with the last Super Bowl. I wanted the Bucks to win. I thought the Chiefs were going to win. Luckily, I was wrong that time. But I do think my my brain is telling me that the Rams are a bad matchup for the Bengals. Yeah. I think the problem that the Bengals will have is that the Rams' defensive front is so immense that they may not let Joe Burrow get into his game. He has Jamar Chase and he has weapons, but if he doesn't have the time yeah. to throw to them, the same way Mahomes last year couldn't use his weapons properly because he was always having to run around and throw off his back foot yeah. and that put the extra pressure on his receivers and they dropped a lot of catches as a result it could be a similar thing I think the Rams are a more well-rounded team yeah. I also think Jalen Ramsey in the secondary if, if Ramsey can have a semi-decent mashup against Jamar Chase Burrow's going to have to look to his other options and if he's going to his second and his third option while the pressure's coming at him as well I think it's going to be a very very difficult game for him yeah. to try and negotiate. And I think the overall stronger team is the Rams. And I think that will come through in the game. I still think my score prediction is going to be, I think, 31-17 Rams. Fair. I think the Bengals will get some points. Yeah. But I think the Rams will have it. And they'll just have a little bit more overall than the Bengals. Yeah. I think they'll they'll take it. Fair. 
That's me. That's that's you. OBJ. I'm him. Um but you know damn well I'm gonna be wearing a Bengals jersey oh. tomorrow. I'm not saying <laughs> not a real one. player. I'm not saying hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> um I'm not saying what player is gonna be, but it will be a Bengals jersey. It will not be legit. <laughs> but I'll be rooting for the Bengals. Um, we... But I do think the Rams are gonna win. Fair. Do you, have any, do you have any really spicy hot takes you want to spout? I'm going to say Joe Burrow, 450 plus passing yards. Hey, you know, it's the last episode. i got to go super spicy. Oh, that's so true. Last I'm episode. Say, Surely that's a three. Yep. Yep. I'm going to say super spicy. Jalen Ramsey pick six. Just one. That's what I'm going to say. I'd say that's a two, you know. Okay. Are you going to stick with a two? Mm. Or are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna try and make it spicier? You know you want to. I'm gonna say I'ma say five sacks. Five sacks altogether? Five sacks and a, no, five sacks from the Rams. Oh, okay. Burrow will be sacked five times. Okay. And I think he throws a pick to Jen. A pick six. If I Ramsey. if I have to make a spicy take, I don't okay. think realistically okay. that's gonna. But no, I think he yeah. will get sacked okay. a few times. So we'll we will do the, the maybe the a serious one is Jalen Ramsey pick six. The spicy one, extra spicy, extra spicy is extra spicy is seven sacks. True, but negate spicy. the pick six. Okay, okay. Well, we've got a collection there. We can pick and choose. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the ones when the game's finished that didn't come real, so I get the points. Um. <laughs> is this the uh, let's thank Tom Brady for his oh, years of yeah. service to the NFL so Aaron's got Ooh, a very spicy thing about Tom Brady this year we need to talk about the MVP race yeah, as well yeah go on I think it's and a, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me here it's an Aaron Connell rant I think I think that Tom Brady could have slash Probably should have won MVP. Don't get me wrong. I think Aaron Rodgers had a very good year. Statistically, he's more efficient. Better passer rating than Tom Brady. Better completion rate, marginally. Better touchdown-interception ratio. However, so, let's just break this down. Aaron Rodgers has been more efficient. We know this. He has a better passer rating. He has a better completion percentage. But Brady has significantly more passing yards. He also has more touchdowns. And I think when you just look at the raw numbers, are you going with total output or are you going with efficiency? I know efficiency ultimately is probably what you prefer. But I think in terms of a single individual being responsible for the team's success, when you factor in morale and you factor in how they've been able to keep that success with other people on the team being injured, with targets going down, with things happening, everyone on that Tampa team, as far as I know, thought Tom Brady was doing a wonderful job. Aaron Rodgers is in a mess in Green Bay 
Because he's constantly saying he's going to leave. If he doesn't get more help, he's going to leave. If they don't draft some some other players in some other spots, he's going to leave. If they don't do X, Y, Z, he's going to leave. And the problem is, I think if you're talking about MVP, most valuable player, how valuable is someone that puts your team constantly in a position where they have to make decisions to please the QB rather than make decisions that are arguably better for the organization. And I know that, you know, that doesn't come through in stats and they still played very, very well. But I think you want to talk about value. I think if you take in all of the factors, stats, mentality, what they did for the franchise, the overall impact, I think I think TB12 did a little bit more to deserve it uh, this year. But... Arod had a great year. When when you're when you're getting a passer rating of 111.9, I don't think you can really have a problem with being given yeah, the MVP. No, that, that's good. Is that the Aaron Connell power hour rant over? Power hour. I mean, I I do respect. I I I agree. I don't think Aaron Rodgers sort of won it for the second year in a row. I mean, his series, season last year was better. His season last year was better, significantly yeah. better. 102, whoa, no, 121.5 passer rating. Like, there's some things where I'm like, oh, okay, but I do agree Tom more Brady. touchdowns. Yeah, I agree Tom Brady should have, should have won MVP. Um, but yeah, I believe that's fate strikes over. Um, I think... I do think I just want to I do think we need to talk about Brady retiring yeah it's time I know what we're going to say oh he's retired he's gone now yeah well done but I think when you just evaluate the success that a single individual has managed in his entire career in comparison to what other people have managed yeah Brady has more Super Bowls by himself than any other team in the NFL. In the NFL. That is mental. That's crazy. That is crazy. When you think about that, and you think about even the longevity, I know he's retired, but he's had what can be considered objectively to be a top three statistical season for him throwing the ball. I would argue maybe even the best, but at least second or third. Up there with 2007 and 2011. Yeah. This is three best stat seasons of all time in his entire career. And he's in his mid-40s. Yeah. He did not even show signs of slowing down. When Drew Brees in his last season... The arm strength starting to go. He can't shoot the ball into those gaps anymore. Mistakes start to come in. Peyton Manning could not throw the ball no. by the time yeah. he was coming out of the league. Brady was still shoot. His last touchdown pass is a bomb yeah. to Mike Evans. Just to prove that he still has it. 
and I just think it's it's going to be an incredibly different league without him in it. You know he's had a lasting statement when in 30 years we're still going to be comparing every player who wears 12 to him. Mm. Any player who puts on the number 12, any quarterback that puts on the number 12, they will compare him to Tom Brady. I, I think, think any QB that plays yeah, will be compared to Tom especially Brady. Especially ones who go to the Pats or the Bucks. But any chance you have, because you have people like, of course I'm going to talk about him, Dan Marino, you still have people compared to Dan Marino in terms of rookie well, passing yards, things like that. Brady was. Brady was getting compared to Montana. Yeah. Montana was playing, winning Super Bowls in the 80s. Yeah. It's going to be have, the same thing. You have quarterbacks that are, that stay for years and like like you said joe montana played in the 80s like johnny unitas johnny unitas yeah and we're gonna have that with we've watched we have watched a legacy we have watched potentially one of the biggest legacies of american football of all time with tom brady we have i this is i don't think this is even much of a hot take Mm. Uh, I would argue that, and I think the time scaled because in two hundred years' time, if the sport still runs, maybe yeah. someone's come along. And but I would argue you've you've we've been able to witness the single greatest player in terms of achievement over a career in NFL history. Absolutely, yeah. Bar bar none, bar none. Like there's players who will always be referred to as the go. There's always going to be debates about it, but in terms of achievement. Tom Brady's he the greatest. Is so far above everyone else in Absolutely. the sport. This is the yeah. thing with with goat debates. I think it comes. I don't think it comes down to what your your stats look like in isolation. I think it comes down to how much more you've done compared to what everyone else has done. So if you look at how good is Ronaldo or how good is Messi, well, the fact that they're being compared to each other and they split the records between them Mm. can't make one of them infinitely better than the other right the same way that michael jordan gets put into the he's normally the first name in the hat especially in america when it comes to the goat he doesn't have the most points all time he doesn't have the most championships all time he has the joint highest points per game average he doesn't have the single highest points per game average um but brady has the most yards, the most touchdowns, the most wins, the most Super Bowls. I know he doesn't have the MVPs. Kobe didn't have MVPs. But no. in terms of pretty much every record on wins and then every all-time record on stats, not only does he have it, but he has it by a comfortable margin. And he's just you just don't see someone pull away in every category like that. No matter how much rubbish I chat about Tom Brady, I do think he's he's like we're not going to see someone like him for another like hundred years if the sport's still being played, which it should be because it's already lasted like seventy five. Mm. Oh no, we're at a hundred. Well, I mean, the game was being played. Yeah, in the the, like the beta, the, the open beta. Like, yeah, so, but Tom Brady has made, had such an impact that like. Literally the number thing. I think, I think, if you look at people like in ice hockey in the NHL, the greatest of all time will forever be Wayne Gretzky because he holds all the records basically. Like he holds 
basically every record that's ever been made at this point. Um, and because of that, his number is retired in the entirety of the NHL. No one can play in number 99 that's in crazy. the NHL. In the UK, you can. Um, and certain teams have it retired because of other players. But in America and Canada, no one can play in 99 because he is the greatest. Now, I don't know if they'll do that with Tom Brady because the amount of players that there are on a team. And they need numbers. You need numbers like to yeah, make yeah. it up. You probably can't reti- retire number 12. No Patriot if, is ever wearing 12 again. If the Patriots don't think. retire number 12, I think that's horrid. They should do. In the same way, the Dolphins have retired 13 for Dan Marino. You have other teams which have numbers retired. If Tom Brady 12, doesn't yeah. get his number retired, something is wrong. Yeah. I also think they should arguably waive the five-year Hall of Fame period and yeah. just throw him in. Just just him. I don't think they should get rid of it in general. No. But I think just, just, just chuck him in already. If they make that exception, that will cement him as the greatest player who, ever, who has ever stepped on an American mm. football pitch. Pick number 199 as well. Yeah. The sixth QB taken in the draft. It's insane. And we have have been lucky to witness his career. And the league's not going to be the same without him in it. The league is going to be hugely different. Because you look at people like Drew Brees retiring, Ben Roethlisberger's retired now, Aaron Rodgers always talking about doing something. I think he was the seventh quarterback taken. He was sixth round. I think yeah, he was, he was sixth QB. round. I think he was seventh, yeah. That's incredible. But if you look at, yeah, so you've got Drew Brees, Peyton Manning went, Ben Roethlisberger's going, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to do something if he might disown the Packers like he did his family. Hmm. Um, but, like, they're all leaving, and fair enough, it's, gonna, it's like, oh, damn, they're going. Like, Drew Brees has gone, you're like, that's actually kind of wild. But, Tom Brady going is mental. Like, he has been here for so long, he has, like you said, he's not slowed down. He's, his momentum he's, hasn't slowed, it's slowed a bit, potentially. He was drafted but, in the NFL the year that I was born. That's crazy. Just think about that. Your entire life, this man. The entire time I've been alive. Obviously, a few months before that. Yeah. The draft's in April. But in the first season of NFL that was played while I was alive, he was in. And he's just hanging out now. The perfect example is the Madden games. Looking at the first Madden game he was ever in and now. And in the first Madden game he was ever in... He didn't have a name. He just had his number. It was just 12. It was QB number 12. Pixels. It was like looking at a radio show. And then you look at it now, and you can smell the pause. And he still doesn't look that great. No. EA, this is, Tom Brady's (laughs) been around forever. EA just haven't improved their graphics. (laughs) Come on, man. Stop scamming us for 50 pound a year, man. No one's buying that game, bro. Let's play NFL 2K5. (laughs) But yeah, look. Madden 25 on PS3 is still the best Madden game that's ever been made, and I will die on that hill. That's a good hill to die on. It's a very good and hill. And I on. feel like that's a good hill to end on. Tom Brady, you will be remembered for literal decades, if not centuries. I think this is just a good way to finish. Talking about Tom Brady's legacy, talking about. The straight facts legacy. Um, I will. It's been a, It's been an incredible journey. It's been very for the fun. podcast for Tom Brady. I have had some of the most fun I think I've ever had recording this podcast, 
And I hate that it's the flute version. Of course, <laughs> it, what other version was it going to be? No, yeah, I've had some of the most fun I've had. Uh, specifically talking about NFL and just general things. When you messaged me about coming up to do the Super Bowl and we'll do one last episode, I got so hyped. I love recording this podcast. Uh, there's a lot of people I want to say thank you to, but I can't be bothered. You know who you are. Derek Henry, Nesquik. The, the great state of Maine. The great state of Maine, who didn't let us get sponsored by them, but we still remember you. Uh, the Maine Football League coming 2027. Um, just... Tom Brady, thank you for everything. Tom Brady, thank you for your season. Um, Dan Marino, thank you for still being alive. We lost Don Shula. That's kind of sad. Thank That's you, very Matt. Sad for doing this podcast hey bro. yeah thank you aaron because it wouldn't have happened it wouldn't have happened without you why does this feel like we've just we, we just shook, shook hands and okay? it felt like i'd just been signed to an american football team roger goodall is somewhere sniffing my bum the um, main <laughs> the main marlins are still a better <laughs> name than the washington commanders washington commanders the fact they wear red and they're called the washington commies makes me very happy but um, yeah, thank you to everyone who's listened to it. Thank you to the Colonials Big for always you. being there. Yeah. Thank you to literally everyone. Um, this has been incredible to record, and we hope you enjoyed this last episode. It's been it's been a real ride. It's been really yeah, good fun because um, we got to do stuff like this. We um, get to we literally. It's just this podcast was so much fun purely because we just had fun. We weren't serious with it. We've said some wild stuff on this podcast. We did say some we, really wild we stuff. We set up an entire main football league with 16 teams who all play... Oh, no, it's 32 <laughs> teams who all play on a Wednesday. <laughs> That's... I don't think there's any other way I would have... We would have planned that if we didn't do the podcast. Um, and so... But yeah. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you. Thank um, you. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the Super Bowl, guys. Yes, enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, Let's hope that some of our takes are half decent. I've just got a new match on Tinder. It's going well. Soon. <laughs> uh, we're not ending. You. I don't want to end no, it. No, we're not ending it on Ronaldo. But we will probably end it on a um, Adilios. Uh, my Guayamo. Bye. Okay. Bye.